So my ancient alien swag came in. I'm excited. Sweatshirts, long sleeve shirts. The truth is out there. You guys know it. But since Ancient Aliens is actually on um, break right now, they're, they're repeats when you watch them on Friday, uh, you can go over to Oak Island and watch The Curse of Oak Island because now they're getting good. They're using explosives. They're doing the waves. And, and they're getting a 3D model of what's underground. And I, I think this was the smart way of doing it. Now comes the case of digging. Can they get down there without the flooding and happening? And, and I think that explosive stuff highlighted some really neat things. Big fan of the Curse of Oak Island, though. I dig all those kind of conspiracies. I watched Expedition Unknown the other day, checking out some of the Fens Gold stuff. It's pretty interesting because there are some people who think that the waters are farther down and not so much Yellowstone, but then there's the people who are convinced the Yellowstone. I'm not sure the House of Brown is brown trout because then everybody's kind of just saying brown trout. How now, brown trout? Um, so... Uh, uh, still looking at it, still checking everything out, making sure it's all good. And, and between Curse of Oak Island, Expedition Unknown, Ancient Aliens, we got all our conspiracy theories covered in one place, History Channel. Or wait, the other one's Discovery, I think. I think uh, Expedition Unknown's Discovery. And then there's History. But no, big fan. Tuesday nights, Oak Island. I'm all there. Doug Hendo, he's there too. He digs it. Also, working on some stuff for SHOT Show. I just got in today. Um, I'm trying to get the audio stuff sorted out for everybody to make it sound better, to kind of work with it through the computers and the different things that I, I, I got happening here. Um, you know, I, I got good software using Adobe Audition and everything like that. The key is is the phone-in stuff and then interviewing people in the in the um the high noise environments. So I ended up finally getting a solid state lavalier uh, that we can use for my phones and the iPads, especially I'm going to use it for SHOT Show. I mean, that, that's going to end up being the main thing is when we go to SHOT Show that I can interview somebody and put a lavalier on them and sit down and talk to them and you guys should be able to hear it. So that came in and I'm working on that. And I'm also trying to get uh, the phone in. Uh, Rode, which is Rode is the main mics that I use. Um, Rode actually has a new uh, board coming out, which is going to allow phone calls to come in and to work with your cell phones. That should solve the problem because it mentions and talks about the echo and, you know, that reverberation and the different weirdness in the sound. And so Rode has this new product that's going to fix that for us and and so once it's out next month i'll be able to grab it and hopefully that'll help the call inside of stuff um again we're so limited in in some of this freeware and the different things and i don't have a big board um to clean up like all i really have is is high and low gain and, and then just different inputs but it doesn't necessarily help clean up the sound and in balance voices and I think with, with like, the, you know, I don't know. I have to look at the software. I haven't done this mobile kit yet. I have to look at their software. Because like with a case like with Brian uh, Whalen, who, who talks really quiet versus me, who talks really loud, 
um, getting that balance for each of us to make it sound right. So that's I, I'm definitely working on it. I'm definitely moving in that direction to make this sound even better to give you guys some um, you know good quality audio out there, so you're not struggling to hear what the uh, you know the, the guests in the interviews are saying. Um, I get it. I listen to it, and some of them I want to just throw away, you know. But then you're using you're you're taking up these guys' time. And you don't want to necessarily just toss this stuff out because there's such good nuggets. And to be honest with you, take two never works. Like we can go and talk about things with somebody and it's it's having this really great flowing conversation. But then when you try to, uh, re, you know, kind of redo it and fix something and go, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't sound quite right. It never works out the way we want it to. So that's a that's a big thing trying to get that audio quality where I'm happy with it. I'm hypercritical. I I, I obsess over this stuff. And, and when it's not right, I just want to throw it away and 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 you know not present it to anybody. But getting into the shooting side of things, uh, again, we're going back to some really good conversations. A lot of guys are are I'm I'm really psyched with the direction and the quality of the discussion with the 224 Valkyrie stuff. Guys are getting it. Guys are starting to understand. Yes, there's still this. No, we don't understand it in a bolt gun crowd. No, we don't understand why you're wasting your time. What about the 22250? What about the 22 Creedmoor? What about a 22 BR? Yeah, these are all viable, man. It, it really depends. And it goes back again to caliber matrix. It really, really depends on you. I look at the Valkyrie from barrel life, okay? I look at the Valkyrie for factory ammo that's out there. It's it's available. It's cheap. You can pick it up anywhere and it's match grade ammo. Is it super fast? Well, some of it's faster than others. Like I know when I was doing the 75 grain stuff from American Eagle, which is like $8 a box. Then I went to the 62 grain Federal, which is only like $12. That 62 grain Federal was really quick and good inside 600 yards, you know? Where you start to see is the um the wind drift after that. And we've mentioned this at nauseum and all that. But the benefit of a bolt action rifle barrel life that's one when you're dealing with these other calibers that have an 1800 round barrel life to get to and kill one valkyrie barrel you're looking at a little over two grand in barrel replacement okay you know just one to one when this barrel's out how many barrels through these we're we're, we're talking three okay so that's Key issue number one, that barrel life. Now, I get it. Barrels are expendable, but now we're talking three to one. That's a little bit different than saying this one gives you 2,500, this one gives you 18. If it was a 25 to 18, yeah, go go with the, 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 the ballistically better, the whole thing, you know, what you're doing, the speed. But when we're talking 18 to 6,000, that is in another zip code. And you have to really think about that. But um, in the forums over at Sniper's Hide, there's some really, really good discussions about the Valkyrie versus all these other calibers. And the nice thing is you're getting a wide cross-section of people, cross-section of experiences, talking about pros and cons of each. What's important to you? What's important to me? Again, individualize this. Be biased. Don't worry about the guys that are ridiculing it. Don't worry about the guys that are making fun and don't, I don't get it. Don't worry about the Tom Hanks and Big. 
I don't get it. I don't get it. Why are you bothering? I don't get it. Well, we do certain things to see how it works for you. So you don't have to trial and error and spend your money. Okay. So we're, we're doing it. That's, that's one thing. But the other is if it sucked, it would be like, ah, I'm not wasting my time. I liked it. I, I'm a fan of what I've seen in it. And, and another benefit you can go down this route, AR-15 platform, 224 Valkyrie upper, you know, get a Craddock, get a JP, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? And then you're you're working that. Well, then you can bounce over to your bolt gun and match them up. Now you're in trainer mode, 22, you know, 224 trainer which can then work in like your competition stuff for like monthly matches, your your little stuff, nothing big. And now and 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 everybody's starting to notice that inside 800 yards the with an 88 grain going like that 2880, 2850, ballistics are very very similar to a 140 65 Creed. And we talked about this. It's it the box, the BC on the box that I mentioned in the video is very very similar okay so we're, we're talking like a, a a 585 versus a 565 you know what i mean there's just that little bit so while the velocities stay good you're you're in some some pretty good company there and so i wouldn't be afraid of, of um going that direction it's up to you I'm not forcing you. I'm not trying to push you that way. I'm just showing you what we were working on, what we're doing, and what we got in return. If it sucked, I would have moved on. I'm like, ah, this sucked. Why am I doing it anymore? And if Brian Whalen said, hey, let's try it this way, if it sucked the first way, I wouldn't have gone in the direction of the second. But since it worked pretty well the first, I then went to the second and the third. So um, just so you guys know, too, I posted a, a short video, just an iPhone video, of uh, Fritz over at Mile High, and he talks about the spec and the build of the bolt gun. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing crazy. Bighorn origin action with a uh, Bartland one and seven twist barrel, twenty six uh, inch length, uh, JGS reamer, and we're just going Sammy spec. Nothing crazy. So uh, there you go. You know, it, it it's just another venue for your guys out there. Also, want to go into a fundamental Frank thing. There, uh, with, with the, there's the whole discussions on some of the match things and we're kind of coming at the end of the year and, and guys are talking up different stuff. And Kalen put out an awesome, awesome video on natural point of aim. Okay, natural point of aim, we, we talk about it, we focus on it, and but the thing is in the prone, we really don't get too detailed because with the basic class, prone is our main position and with natural point of aim the prone position can absorb a lot of errors when you see the benefit for natural point of aim is when you get off your belly which goes directly to the match shooting and obstacles and those kind of things so understanding how natural point of aim works in an alternate position is a key, key element. And Kalen talks about this. He did a little video um, with his Kalinsky uh, consulting. And he's on a barricade. And he's got a light, thin barrel, hunting rifle type, excuse me, 
Um, thin barrel, like nothing fancy barrel. He's got a, a rifle that is not a big, heavy, low recoiling rifle, I guess is the easier way to put it, right? He's got a normal everyday, not purpose built fancy rifle. And off a of bag, off a of game changer, he goes into natural point of aim and how to use that to your favor. It At first, it does take a second longer to set it up and to learn. But what you're doing with the, with the process, what you're doing with the practice of the fundamentals, <laughs> and it's funny, I'm getting slammed on the fundamentals that I, it's, it's now become an insult to, to mention the fundamentals around the comp guys. And and so they're, 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 it, it's it's quite comical to hear this. And they put out a a few, um, uh, what what would be the word I'm looking for? They they put out a a call to action. Um, God dang, I can't think of the word that I want. A challenge. They put out the challenge, and and Phil Vallejo took up the challenge. It's funny. I need to step back on all this because I polarize people too much. I start fights too much easy. Just my name invokes a fight. Kalen and Phil, they can they can address these things in, in the fundamentals that we're talking about without the drama. And that's awesome because they're able to demonstrate doing it correctly with the fundamentals and getting the hits on target without any extra work other than the same old practice. Okay, so natural point of aim. Rifle pointed to the target, body pointed to the rifle. It's where the rifle will recoil on its own without it being externally influenced, okay? We don't want to muscle it because what it is is we have a a built-in defense mechanism. We look at it like a flinch, okay? Flinch is your built-in defense mechanism. The brain does not like the idea of a controlled explosion three inches in front of your nose. It hates the thought of it. So the louder, the more violent that recoil, that explosion is, the more um, the brain does to protect the body against it. And this results in flinches, flyers, problems with recoil, which is why, again, we mentioned guys go to these lighter recoiling rifles and then add the weight systems to it to balance that. Now they're, they're, they're dampening. They're minimizing the effect of shooter error through equipment. Okay, not a, it's not bad. It's just what it it is. What it is. Where the fundamentalists that are out there, the Phils, the Kalins, the Franks, the Mikes, the fundamentalists that are out working, what we're trying to do is through practice, through repetition. Make it so it'll translate no matter what. You don't have to think about what's the best solution. It now becomes the same solution across the board. The proper application of the fundamentals of marksmanship and understanding indexing a trade-off. You index on the fundamentals you can you can control. You trade off the ones that you can't. And, and one of the examples we give would be the trigger control. If your hands are cold and frozen and you can't really feel that that movement, that, that you lose a little bit, okay? Maybe you're uh, like um, with Scott Satterley's challenge, do the burpees. He, he, he put a challenge out, do 50 burpees and then shoot barricades free recoil, do 50 burpees and then shoot barricades using the fundamentals. Well, Phil uh, Vallejo did that. He did the burpees, and, and God love him, man. Um, I wasn't going to do 50 burpees. 
and and he did it and then he shot into the rifle you know what i mean and he hit he had no problems he didn't you know it but it does take that few extra seconds and then that comes to time management because you are on a clock you have to understand but through repetition you then understand where your feet need to be where your shoulders need to be how that rifle feels coming back into the shoulder pocket is the butt plate set up for you where you can now understand and feel where that can't might come from okay oh wait a minute that's canted that doesn't feel right on my body that's where all of this is and where it becomes second nature, okay? Where it becomes subconscious because a lot of what we do in shooting has a subconscious element to it. Flinching is a subconscious part of that, okay? We don't tell it to flinch. We're not trying to flinch. Our subconscious mind is trying to defend us against the violent explosion happening right in front of our face, so that's where NPA comes in because of that relaxation. That flinch, that whole thing is part of a relaxation to tell the muscles chill, something bad might happen. Okay, that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to say there's a train on the tracks. It's coming right for us. If you relax, it's just going to knock you off the tracks. If you tense up and try to fight it, you're going to get crushed. That's what that part of natural point of aim is is working on. So if you muscle the rifle into place, if you're purposely kind of contorting your body and muscling things, when you relax for that millisecond, again, microns and milliseconds, it'll shift the position of the rifle if you're steering it. Free recoil eliminates that part of it in a way, but what they're saying is, I can't get in behind it. My wobble zone's too big. And, and, and Kalen talks a lot about your wobble zone. I actually have a video on YouTube about finding your wobble zone. Where is that wobble zone and how to recognize it? Now, nobody's saying you have to push forward, load into a barricade. We're not saying you, because there's, there's more than one way of skinning this cat. There's a sort of a recoil management aspect to it. There's a straight-up free recoil aspect to it, and then there's a hybrid, which most people are doing. As we mentioned, like with the tripod stuff, okay, we, we, put, the, we put the rifle on the tripod. This is where MPA comes in again. We put the rifle on the tripod. We point the rifle to the target. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up straight and square behind it. Through repetitions, I know what my body position is supposed to look like. I come up straight and square behind it, I come up to get my cheek weld. And as soon as I go up my cheek weld, what is that going to do? It's going to push the buttstock down and bring the barrel up. So I'm going to set the rifle up just slightly under the target. So when I address this, and again, go to golf. It's a golf swing. It's addressing the ball. It's follow through. It's fundamentals in golf. Well, we have to do the same thing addressing the rifle in these alternate positions i move up i address the ball i go and get my cheek and it's going to make and align my aiming okay that fixes my side alignment then i have the back with my i'm just touching the stock into the rear with my so when it recoils backwards it has something to keep the nose down because if you look at my video Okay, 
where I free recoiled the rifle on the tripod. It's still in the balance point in the middle on the AI, okay? I put it on the really right stuff tripod, and then I just reached up with my trigger finger and thumb, and I fired the rifle. When I did that, the nose comes up because it recoils back, and there's nothing supporting it back there. So what does that do? That means it wants to tip over now. Okay, we have one leg forward on the tripod, two legs back. There's a straight line ledge behind it. So when that front leg comes up, it then wants to fall over the ledge. Well, by putting my shoulder right there, but still minimizing my influence, it has something to recoil against and it maintains a very similar recoil Pulse. Next, trigger control. I stay and maintain that trigger control because it's identical no matter what I do. And it's also part of supporting the firing task. That keeps the rifle in place and on target as well. Because we are working a certain element back into the shoulder pocket in this. But in this case, I'm just touching. So I'm not trying to pinch it. Because of this, I don't have to load it forward into the barricade. I'm coming straight down with it into the bag. I'm not, I can push forward. If the bags were smaller, if the bag didn't exist, remove the game changer bag. Remove any bag you're using. Go hard to hard on the rifle onto the barricade. Now I want to load forward. I want my shoulders in front of my hips Okay, I want to load forward and make sure so it won't slide around on that wood. When I have a bag there, I'm loading it down into the sand, okay? So that's a, that, two different things accomplishing the same task, right? I, I, I have recoil management, and I need to see the result of my shot. Now, some people have mentioned they'll go for the hybrid and then go into the free recoil. The hybrid is there so they can see what's happening and get the wind call on the first shot, the uh Free recoil takes a little bit of that sight picture away depending on rifle caliber, all these different things. So once they know, hey, this is the right wind call, then they will they don't need to see anymore. Well, for me, I want to see everything, okay, each time. I, I, I will absolutely sacrifice a hit and a placing and all these things. I don't define my, my, my experience. I don't define my self-worth on my scores, okay? I don't, I don't do that. A lot of people are defining their self-worth based on the score. Well, you're just a mid-pack guy. What does it matter what you tell us? I'd rather listen to this guy who's a top five than a mid-pack guy. Okay, yeah, I, if, if that's where your, your value and your self-worth is in on, on where you place in a match, but that's fluid. That's dependent on... A lot of different factors. I mean, some days you go to a match in your house of fire, man. You, you can't miss. Other days you just can't put together things. And yes, there's an element of practice there and all that. But you have lives. You have jobs. You have families. You may not be that focused on that part of it. But you still want to gauge your training, your practice, and your, yourself against others. That doesn't mean a mid-pack for you is a fail. 
that means a mid-pack for you is telling you so much more about where you stand. Okay, you can take your matchbook, you can fill in notes, you can go back and practice, you can look at where did you struggle versus where you didn't. Then you can go home, you can work on that. The next year you may come back. Some people only shoot two or three matches a year. Some people may shoot less. Some people may shoot more. Be biased. Be about yourself, man. It's all about you. And so that's part of the thing that I'm looking at is from a training standpoint, from a well-rounded marksman standpoint, from a understanding your gear and understanding applications and understanding where these things fit into the big picture, that requires knowledge, that requires education. And what I'm doing is I'm working on giving you that knowledge and that education. If I insert my personal opinion and some people don't like that, hey, I can't help you, man. That's on you. You know, if you want to be so angry about something I said, hey, man, shit happens. But natural point of aim is something that you will see in alternate positions. Now, the main people, most people know, I'm going to go back. Most people know the gross adjustment for natural point of aim. That is line the reticle up on target. Close your eyes, go through a couple breathing cycles. All you're doing is naturally breathing in and out. Open your eyes and see where the reticle is in relationship to that target. When you move to make the adjustment, and those few breathing cycles are just enough to relax your body, especially close your eyes, get in, relax, just chill. Then open your eyes, see where it is. When you move, you make big gross, like it's not gross, it's actually small, but you make adjustments with your body as the if the rifle is attached. It's like your arm. If you put your arm out there and your arm won't move left or right, up or down, it's just welded straight out in front. So point your finger at something and think about it as it's welded in place. Now, in order to move it and to aim at something, think about rotating your torso your core weight, your hips, your shoulders together. So your hips and shoulders are in a straight line. Your arm is straight out pointing to the target and you need to move it and fine tune adjust it. Close your eyes, go through a couple breathing cycles, open your eyes, see where the reticle is. Make that gross adjustment movement, repeat the process. Then if you want to fine tune it, you dry fire. The fine tune adjustment for natural point of aim is the dry fire, okay? And that will make it so it's not free recoil, but it's, you know, influence-free recoil. That's where natural point of aim comes in. Influence-free recoil. And that's what we're looking to do by building that position and understanding the benefit of a natural point of aim. And and I really do think that's that's a key element for people. Yes, in the beginning, it'll be slower. Yes, in the beginning, it'll take more reps and more practice. It's not a case of putting a a big, heavy, light caliber rifle on a bag and letting it do the work. We can absolutely, we can get that knocked out in six minutes, okay? We we, we can figure that out and we could do that. The other ones are going to take your reps and more reps and more reps to understand your body position, to understand your movement, to understand all these different elements. And as you move position where your natural point of aim falls, because it's going to be slightly different body position for each new position you're shooting. Prone, but think of it, I got to try to figure out how to demonstrate this, but 
if we line our upper body up with our shoulders across, with our elbows out, and we look at this position, that line backer position, we want to raise it from that prone to sitting. Kneeling's different because there's no way to kind of get it the same. It's going to be slightly different because that elbow's got to come forward. And standing can be different unless it's supported. If it's supported, those positions will then translate from that prone head and shoulders, arms move up along that barricade, and it should be similar, almost identical. That's where that consistency comes in. That's what we're trying to recreate, consistency. Consistency with our trigger control, consistency with follow-through, consistency with body position, natural point of aim. Cheek weld gives us our consistency in our sight picture. All these different things translate to consistency. And that's the point the fundamentalists are trying to make, okay? It's not that we don't understand the shortcuts. It's not that we don't understand the tricks of the trade. It's that we're it, – it, it, those should be left to the guys down the road who understand the bigger picture. Um, it's funny. Gunsight posted a uh, – I ought to pull it up. Gunsight posted a, a meme and they use uh, – and I, I'm going to hack his name up um, – I'll have to get it. But they used one of the samurai guys. I don't know if it's a true um if it's a true quote or not. I mean, who knows? It's the internet. The, the quote can be completely wrong. But it, this this proves my point completely. Uh, it's the the guy who wrote the five rings. If you follow the 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 samurai that 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 mentality, the martial arts mentality, um uh Miyamoto Musashi, okay? And he wrote the Book of Five Rings and has these principles to martial arts. Okay, it's here's his quote attributed to him. Again, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I didn't vet it. I'm just telling you it's an awesome quote. A man cannot understand the art he's studying if he only looks for the end results without taking the time to delve deeply into the reasoning of the study. He's only looking at the end results without taking the time to delve deeply into the reasoning of the study. That says so much more than I ever could in a way I could never say, right? That's my point. Exactly what this meme is saying, all right, is, 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 is where we, we, the fundamentalists fall in. And, and so it's, it's not a case of big disagreements it's it's not it, it's really i mean we 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 are talking a bit of minutia here we all talking under that 15% okay there there's um there there th- this element is all around the edges it's not big colossal earth shattering it is the fine-tune adjustment on your marksmanship skills, okay? And, and that's where, where, what we're getting at. So when, when you see the fundamentalists talking about this stuff, when you see them demonstrating what they're looking at, yes, we understand it takes a little bit longer. Yes, we understand it's going to take more repetitions and practice. But it's going to translate across so many more things. And it's one of these cases where it comes down to perception, you just look 
better. Okay, it, it, I mean, we we've all watched movies where somebody tries to do gunplay and they look like shit. It's comical. Okay. And then there's another movie where somebody has an education in gunplay and they look really good and switched on. That's all it is. Where it, 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 It's a perception thing. I mean, if we were just looking at the end results, we'd all be working on shortcuts. We'd all be working on equipment changes, we, it, which are already happening. I mean, you see that with the, the mechanical, the external elements for the – and I came up with this term earlier – the bench rest barricade crowd or barricade bench rest, right? So you, when you look at the barricade bench rest guys, you can get the Ingenuity Gunworks with the wedges, build in that ARCA rail, your pins, maybe your MPA chassis with your blocks. You can lock into a barricade. Now, unfortunately, some barricades are wider, some are softer, some are flimsy, some suck. Where most found, Rather than the modifications, rather than spending the money, let's get a less expensive game changer bag. And then the bag becomes that sort of barricade bench rest sandbag. It's like shooting off a bench off a sandbag, right? How many years have guys been shooting off benches off of a sandbag? Forever. I mean, hell, they sell those bags that that have the, the wedges in them. The big old Cabela bags are like two feet long. They got the big V wedge in it. You know, they're like four-sided. You could turn them around and put all these different things. That's barricade bench rest off a bench. You know what I mean? And and, and that's what we're looking at is, you know, there there's that stuff. But then we have a whole cross-section of people who want to do this, who want to come forward, who don't want to invest that much time. All they want to be is that part-time, casual, middle-of-the-pack shooter. They really just want to be a participant. They really don't care about where they land, but they're not going to participate if they think they're going to be looked down at, severely uh, limited in their ability to compete. They don't want to be embarrassed, okay? So what they're looking, and and I get it, Uh, there's a school of thought that is, you know, let's just focus on the top 15% of people who, who want to do more than just be a casual participant. But the casual participant fills the seats. The casual participant pays the bill, not the minority that's out there doing well. That top 15%, think about who's out there that you can name in the top 15, okay? Who's, who's a top 15 guy right now? Rattle their names off. And it's not 15 different people in Florida versus 15 different people in Tennessee versus 15 different people in Texas versus 15 different people in, you know, the Midwest versus 15 different people in the Pacific Northwest. It's 15 different people for the country, really. You know, maybe if you get a little crazy with it, you can get to like 22 different people, but it's tiny. It, it, that's why I kind of laugh that that some of the the lines of attacks are about you know snipers hide the everyday sniper in 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 just getting traffic. They're not my main point of traffic. They're let's 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 put the two groups together. You got less than two thousand people. Do you think two thousand people makes a dent in my traffic? 
Nah. Yeah, I could show you the numbers, man. There's there's five and a half million page views. Okay. People are on there for 10 minutes at a time. There's 300,000 300, plus unique users every month. The 2,000 guys that are, are really on that higher end or, you know, that are participating this religiously or enough that they paid their money into a series are not making a dent in my traffic. That That's just, that's a fallacy to make themselves feel better. One, I don't put my self-worth in my scores. Two, I don't think a minority moves traffic. You know, that's just the way it is. It's 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 a much bigger picture conversation that I'm having than some people realize. That I'm appealing to the the majority out there and not that micro minority. Because we already know what they're doing. We already know the direction they're going in. And for a fundamentalist, I want to talk to more people. Speaking of which... Um, Taylor said that there's only like six seats or so there's a really, really, really limited number of seats left in Alaska. It's like sold out completely already. Alaska's full. We, we went from four classes a year to seven classes a year. We're up to 10 classes a year right now. And I'm full half a dozen seats, maybe. So if you want to get with Mark Taylor, Wiggy's Alaska, if you really want to come to an Alaskan class, and unfortunately for the lower 48 guys, the back one and twos, back-to-backs are, are full. So there's no, because um, I would recommend coming up for the four days instead of just coming up for two days. Uh, I'm going to see, again, uh, I, I haven't done my schedule for a mile high. I'm going to try to work in some stuff with Taylor, some stuff with Brian Williams. Or, yeah, Brian Williams. Brian Whalen. Um, I'm going to try to work in some um, lower 48 classes with these guys to help spread that wealth. I want to bring Mark down here. Mark's a unique um, animal in the training world. And you know, the, the, I think you guys would really, really appreciate the way he goes about this. I mean, he's unforgiving in a lot of ways. He He's definitely, um, you know, on top of his game with that. And, and he's a fundamentalist. But, you know, he's limited to the guys up there in Alaska. And, and, I, and I'm going to see about bringing him down for at least one class down here just to open that up. So uh, something to think about. But we, we are definitely full. So clearly clearly the fundamentals the fundamentalist talk resonates okay it's resonating with people because we're so so uh i mean we're ahead of the game by by months here we're we're probably 4 or 5 months ahead of the game with three more classes than last year so something to consider mpa man rifle pointed to the target body pointed to the rifle it's influence-free recoil. It's when, a, you know, the, the old guys standing, the, the sling shooters back in the day, you know, the coach, fire the shot, you roll on recoil and you come back on target. You should come back to that target and intersect it the same way as when you set it up. With, with sling shooting, natural point of aim is huge, gigantic, Okay. Why it's important with us today is when we move to alternate positions. Okay, in the prone, bipods, rear bags, heavier rifles, easy recoil, you know, loading the bipod, recoil management, MPA gets lost. But once you're off your belly, man, 
once you get off the ground, MPA is front, center, in your face, your brain's affecting it, and it's subconscious. You, you, the only way to defeat it is through repetitions. All right, guys. Hey, man, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Thanks for b- making Snipers hide, uh, you know, like the where it is again right now. It, it, it's, it's amazing how, you know, um, clicks come and go. You know, years ago, everybody talked about there was one click here and then it moved to another click and now it's into another. And the the information that's being exchanged is just fantastic. A lot of really good critical thinkers out there, a lot of really good guys who, who got like the electronics down, the apps, the reloading, all these different things. And I've beat on people long enough that they understand the sort of frank philosophies out there. And it's like, you know, not just straight up, what's the piece of gear I should buy? It's more about the education and why you should buy this piece of gear. Okay. You know, that's what, and it's, it's refreshing to see that people come at it with a fresh pair of eyes. People come at it from different backgrounds and different experiences, you know, and, and they just do, they, 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 add so much more to the big picture they're adding another line in the equation that'll help you get a finer answer more decimal places you know what i mean and and that's where we're at we're working beyond behind the decimal point you know what i mean all of this stuff and and that's lost in a lot of this conversation so i want to make sure i'm putting it out there a lot of what we're doing a lot of what we're talking about is on the other side of the decimal place okay we get it. We just want to make sure you understand that. And that's where the winning comes from. That's where the, this stuff, that's where the better teams in any sport out there, that's where the win is, okay, on that side of the decimal point. And that's where I'm at. All right, guys, thank you. Have a great one. Oh, um, before I, I log off, Fuzz is doing great, man. Fuzz is kicked ass, uh, completely healed up. Walking around like a rock star, saying his stuff. He's on it, man. Fuzzes, fuzzes the man. All righty, guys, have a great one. He he heard me talk about him. He's getting up now. He's gonna come over. No collar, so he's not shaking. We took his we took his necklace off, so he got no collar. Hello, man. He got no collars, so we took your necklace off, huh? Can't hear him. He's quiet.